0: Welcome back to the Make Account Podcast. I'm Marcus Meir, founder of Mirror Group CPAs and the Total Control Accounting System. I'm Tyler Warner, small business owner with a lot of accounting questions. And uh, got a little... It's another one of those episodes where I got a little <laughs> chip on my shoulder. Um, but I think where the conversation is going to go is going to be helpful. Hopefully, it'll, it'll, yeah. it'll be... Uh, It'll be good for business owners out there who have embraced the message of, you know, automating, being sort of on the forefront of technology, looking at their financial systems and solutions, you know, cloud solutions and things like that. So I'll get straight to the point here. Okay. This past week, uh, Emilio burned me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> we're naming names we're naming names Emilio, you burned me bad you burned <laughs> milio me. is a yeah is a bill payment software right yeah their bill payment software they <laughs> they promised us so much and to be fair to them i'm like you know i'm we're embellishing a little bit but they've been a great solution yeah um but this week we really encountered how quickly things can go wrong so yeah. normally when we don't talk about Melia, we're not talking about them because they're doing a fantastic job, right? Paying people with ACH, um, and sending checks in the mail. So it it really has set up a lot of opportunity for, um, you know, for for people to be able to write checks who don't have access to the bank account. And so that kind of separation of is that separation of duties, yeah,
1: yeah, segregation,
0: segregation of, of, duties. of yeah. duties, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean that's possible with Melia. So all that kind of opened up to us.
1: Um, yeah, give a little backdrop just to give it maybe thirty seconds to a minute of what you were before.
0: Yeah, so it was like you would you could imagine it was handwriting checks, um, paper invoices, and, and
1: having a. This is, this is having to call people to come in because it was dual check signing? Yeah, so yeah. So having to get yeah, people so over to, to fit, the office? Yeah,
0: dual yeah. check signing, so they would have to be physically approved uh, yeah. in person and then two signatures on there, then mailed physically. Yeah, with a
1: bill kind of accompanying yeah, the check yeah, everywhere exactly. went around the office. Yeah, yeah.
0: so um, So in now all that can be done virtually. So right. you can approve checks via email. You could... Um, you can basically set vendors up. Vendors can set themselves up. They can connect via ACH. Yeah, so they get to
1: they get to dict I know we use routable and the vendor gets to dictate they, they'll say, like, well, let me back up. I think they could say if they want a paper check or not, right? They could, they get to the kind of say, yeah. I want ACH. I'm willing to provide my bank
0: account. Yeah, That's or how Routable is. Yeah, or they can choose a yeah, uh, paper check. You should check. Use, yeah. maybe use Routable anyway. Yeah, well, we might. We might. Um, <laughs> All right, so what happened? But, yeah, we, we basically found out that they sent out a bunch of checks without signatures, which means that um, apparently some banks may accidentally <laughs> – deposit those and some they'll get kicked back and so just basically created a mess so what was very smooth is now like us having to call people and get it sorted out and and because it's even more awkward because like we can't see that's not true we can see on melio's side they let us know when the when the check has been deposited but we have to cancel these checks and redo them. Right. It's just basically a hassle. It's a pain in the butt. And it's even more a pain in the butt because it was something we used to not have to do. And yeah. so, like, as I was sharing that with, with Marcus, it just kind of opened up this whole can of worms of, like, there's this tension of, like, Man, we embrace technology, and especially when you're the guy who's like promoting yeah, it. You're the tech guy in this yeah, organization, right? Uh, yeah, you're exactly. Like yeah, the I'm the young I'm, whippersnapper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm usually the and <laughs> and too, like of the people that I work with, I'm a little bit more risk tolerant. Um, I would say so. Yeah, so, um, and you, so, but basically, that can be kind of it. You have that a lot in organizations. There's usually like someone who's a little bit more risk tolerant. If you couple that with someone who's a little bit more technology forward, yeah. it can create some scenarios where there'll be some bumps in the road. So right. that's kind of what we want to talk about. Yeah, is like, absolutely. Yeah. What are some, like, I guess first, just, you know, what do you do with that? What do you...
1: Yeah, I mean, and you made the point earlier, I think it was before we started talking about this, you know, throw the baby out with the bathwater concept, which I think... No, I'm I'm glad we're talking about this because I, you know, if, if you hear one side of the message all the time, which is what we're we're talking obviously a lot cloud, automation, efficiency, right? Does it come with risk? Absolutely. Um, I think you said this to me one time, it stuck with me. We were talking years ago about I forget what it was something around online access, payments, and that kind of area. And you said, Well, is it worth the risk? Meaning it's probably not that risky. But look at the leverage of the benefit you're gaining in perpetuity. Mm-hmm. And so I think you have to start when you think about tech, you have to think of it in that way. And I think what happens a lot of times is people's perception of progress becomes the new standard. And what I told you earlier was the goalposts get moved, mm. right? So you used to be folders around the office with, um, with, Invoices, paper, calling people to leave whatever they were doing to come and sign. That was the playing field. The playing field got moved and everything was good. And what happens is when you have a mishap, which can happen, uh, you know, we're not here saying that can happen. It has happened. Mm -hmm. People then revert, you know, people forget the gains you had. Mm -hmm. And so I would say with any of this, you just have to be prepared for when it goes wrong Um, and not. Use that as a reason to never innovate, because I, th- I think you've got you've got two ditches you can fall into: the shiny new object, everything is safe, surely because they're a cloud company with a great web looking website and good marketing that they're they're uh, reliable and they're secure. You can't fall in that ditch, mm-hmm. and then you can't fall in the ditch of well. If something goes wrong, it's going to be a hassle to clean up the mess, so we should never innovate. Right. And I, I too often, you know, you and I are probably going to fall closer to that other, the first one I mentioned.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I see too often people in the latter. No progress because of fear. Right. And so I think what you could, we just have to be aware of the risks. Yeah. You know, and we have to be willing to and we have to also keep a perspective of look how much we've gained, like even for you in the six months or eight months or how long you've been doing this. You, you could you I, I mentioned this earlier. Nobody ever says when they have gains, they never go back to the people and say, hey, you're. hey, what'd you do with those four hours a week that you used to have to process accounts payable? Mm-hmm. But but when it goes wrong they surely mention all the work they have to do to unravel what went wrong. Right. So I think people just have to you have to remember all the gains you had and typically any in most most cases what happens is not going to negate the gains you had. And mm-hmm. I think that's the perspective I'm going to op- always operate from.
0: Yeah. And I think too, yeah, like you mentioned, you can't really know, I mean the ditches is a good example, yeah. cuz you can't I mean those are good like the Once you know the ditches, you can kind of know where you're at. Right. Like, am I, you know, am I veering off too far or not? And those are the questions. Like, you start, if that that conversation surprises you, I guess, that's when it's like, it usually doesn't, it's just quick to go back. You know what I mean? But if you're like, all right, we kind of anticipated something, there might be some kinks to get, get through. But and then and then constantly asking yourself like that's what that was the question I asked our uh, accountant after this happened with Melio it was like I'm I'm the guy who was like you know let's set this up Uh, it was at the time it was my responsibility so I needed to set something up and so that was uh, the tool you chose yeah that was a tool I chose and then and then she kind of inherited this system and so. Knowing that she inherited it and then inherited these problems with yep. it, I w- I was like, "Hey, is just let's be aware of this." Yeah, because if this becomes a pattern, like then then now it's not beneficial, right? You know what I mean? Yep. Like
1: But it also, you know, when you when you were bringing up the story before we got on air, and I started thinking about it, it, it at least it, it's at least a good refresher of you know very timely business time. I mean, not timely, uh, proven business practices, like you mentioned somebody that was getting paid by Melio and they were <laughs> they were courting them for other services, we'll say, yeah, and um, and that guy started bringing up, like asking you about, well, how long has this company been in business? Are they reputable? Yeah. for a different reason than what mm. we're talking about, but it does it does make you think a little sobriety around the tools is good.
0: Mm-hmm. a little
1: like, yeah, okay, Melio looks great, and their marketing looks good, and they have a great you know outbound sales program but let's let's look under the hood a little bit i think yeah. that's that's a good refresher on yeah we're moving yeah we're progressing but let's let's look under the hood. A little yeah bit.
0: and i think i mean not to be over extreme with me Emilio, this is really yeah i mean sorry guys yeah i don't you're think you're they're listening. ever going to sponsor the yeah podcast. Uh, yeah if you, <laughs> this is a great opportunity for you routable to uh, <laughs> you're if you're listening routable jump in here yeah, yeah. zero <laughs> yeah um but yeah, what you're getting at is basically Melia was soliciting the vendors that we were paying yeah. for additional services like advanced pay and, you know, like cash yeah. advance kind of stuff, which, you know, be by reputation is sketchy. Yeah. Like, so yeah. it's become more commonplace and not to say that what they were doing was sketchy, but like… You know what I mean? I get it. If yeah. this, if you're already a little like, okay, they've got my ACA. You're already like, yeah. take, like took a step. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and now <laughs> you're getting solicited for like cash advances. <laughs> right. It just, so I think that's another thing too, is like understand the risk of what, what happens when they, you know, when a company doesn't live up to their promises, what, right. what it costs you. Yeah. But then also too, like asking, are they aligned? Is there ultimately, is their business aligned with what? truly aligned with the service that we're you know or the solution that we're trying to the solution to the problem we're trying to solve yeah you know what i mean like we were trying to solve a bill pay solution not paying people quicker yeah i mean so like that's that that was a a nice
1: byproduct Yeah, right. exactly. But it wasn't to give them a payday loan.
0: Yeah, exactly. Correct. So that's not aligned with what... Yeah, that's you a know good point. I mean, They're not aligned with what problem they promised to solve the businesses. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it feels a little like, well, come on, you know?
1: But that's... Now you're saying that that's a good thing to kind of add in your analysis of a tool. Right. Like, I didn't even think about it. What's... What... What's their singular – well, back up. Is there a singular focus? Mm -hmm. What is it? Hopefully it's in the problem we're trying to solve.
0: Yeah, and I think as you look at these big cloud companies and you see – like I think we're going to see a lot – Depends on the clock. There is, like, um, aggregation of them. You yep. know I mean? You think of, like, Quicken and QuickBooks. Yeah. Uh, Shoot and into like, it. They're buying everybody. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So I mean, they have um,
1: Credit Karma and TurboTax. And
0: yeah, and so it does. It's just, like, another thing of, like, okay, well, because there's this – you know that they can – you know, like, the classic one is, like, are they going to sell my data? Correct. But that's so, like – I don't know. I want to say 1.0. Was it 2017? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> like, they can do a lot more yeah. to, like, to no longer be focused on, yeah. you know, solving your original problem. Right. So, yeah, I do think that's another another thing to keep in mind.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think in all this, like we said, I think we're kind of – I like this because we're painting the picture on kind of both sides, which is, you know, we're always going to be here kind of tech forward, initial gut is to trust the tool, but maybe, you know, have a little sobriety around like, okay, maybe, maybe pump the brakes. I, you know what I like to do, and I do this often in my industry is I've always got buddies that use these tools. Mm. So before I even roll one out, well, first thing is before we roll out to a client, in my example, we're using it first. That's number one. Or if we're not using it, We've heavily vetted it with so another firm that services this type of client. Yeah. Like, for instance, Quentin had a ex- uh, time where he had a restaurant client, and we're looking at some scheduling software and um, kind of the shift management. And I went to a friend of mine who's out of Jacksonville, Florida, and that's all she does. And, like, she was able to quickly give us a lowdown. She's in the trenches, and she could tell us, like, hey, this does this, this does that. I've had issues with this one or that one. So I also think that's a good process when you're looking at tools is get get with somebody or a group of you know people that have go have- Blazed that path before yeah. with that particular tool, and can kind of tell you, like, man, this is my war story. This happened, you know. Right. Uh, I, that's what we do, and so we'll use a tool. We'll use we'll use the tool before we roll it out to a client. But even before we've probably used it, we've consulted with somebody who else has used it.
0: Yeah, and I think too, as you're, you know, we kind of couch this whole thing as risk. Yeah. And I think as you're thinking about like managing that risk within an organization, one of the cool things about cloud tools is you can be sort of isolated. So, like, you don't have to roll out this, like, end-all, be-all system. You can start to replace things with technology. Yeah. You know what I mean? And sort of – I guess now that I'm even saying that out loud, there's, like, this – there's this tension there, too, yeah. of, like, the more – you know, the more things you have, the more variables, the more problems that can go wrong. I can, I can give you a perfect example on that.
1: I mean, so – you know, let's call it six, seven years ago, everybody started getting on apps, mm-hmm. right? Meaning, and when I say apps, what I mean is not using native desktop driven tools, using right. web-based tools, um, different software subscriptions. Well, that was great. And we're, you know, then I, I looked up a year or two ago and I was like, dude, I'm using like 30 different solutions. Mm-hmm. So what did it make me do? Consolidate. Right. That's when, you know, about three months ago, that's what made us look at the Microsoft stack really hard mm-hmm. because of the consolidation. So yeah.
0: I think. Part of that's commerce, though. That's true. Because you were on the forefront. So I think that's just going to be the cycle. Yeah, Anytime you're on the forefront, yeah, you, you were on that wave before yeah. it consolidated. Yeah because microsoft wasn't correct microsoft just consolidated yeah they just you know had I mean? yeah. like in the
1: last couple of years they've you know right. all the different things that, yeah.
0: that they do probably 80 yeah. percent as well right
1: uh as a as a software company that yeah. that's our only product so i think
0: that's just part of right. being on the forefront of technology yeah. it's not going to be you know by the time microsoft even now google by the time those guys amazon by the time yeah. they get to it yeah. they've gotten to it because they've they consolidated
1: yeah but i guess a point is in kind of you got two directions you've got like you're right you can you can kind of cherry pick Mm -hmm. you can say i want to solve bill pay yeah i want because because to the point you made generally speaking your application does not solve from an accounting finance back office standpoint doesn't solve all those pain points Mm -hmm. generally unless you're with well, even QuickBooks, you you know, you yeah. have to, you have some issues. But um, so, yeah, you can go and say, I just want to try expense management,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I could turn it off, right? And like with Emilio right now, you could, like that. That's yeah. not, I don't know if they could hear me snap my fingers, but yeah, that, you could, you could turn it off, right? And say done, close the account. You know, you could, yeah, and then just go back to what you were doing if you wanted to, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Well. I think we've given some people some things yeah. to think about, for Absolutely. Sure. You know, it's it's like anything. You got to – so much of this, you got to be thoughtful about the risk you're taking. And I think you gave us some good parameters. You know what I mean? Some good don't, – don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. Innovate, you know. Yeah, let me give you one
1: real quick, just specific to bill pay, just to make people think. If I were doing bill pay, if I wanted to do it in such a way that I was like, I'm really risk-averse, well, the them paying the wrong people is a hard thing for me to them paying people in the wrong way or with a check that doesn't have a signature, I can't mitigate that. Mm-hmm. But if you're over here thinking, okay, golly, I can get screwed by a bill payment software or maybe your maybe your risk mitigation is it only connects to a bank account that only has enough money in it to pay the bills you've said to pay.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: know like those you start start and that's even better with technology because I could talk about relay, you could set up a relay account and spin up 10 of them. 10 accounts that are free Mm. quickly. And you can create one that is bill payment and say every, on the first of the month transfer, make an automatic transfer of the amount of our rent. Let's just Mm -hmm. say our rent's 1500 bucks on the first of the month from the operating account to the bill payment account is an automatic transfer. And then our bill pay is only paying our rent. And you could kind of see and you could mitigate. So as you're starting to think through this too, and you've got your, you, you know, you kind of antenna up around risk, you also start to think about how can technology also mitigate my risk? Yeah. And that's a good way, I think, also to kind of be like, Okay, I'm gonna get in here, and I'm I understand, but I can do some things, put some parameters in place. Yeah,
0: that's good advice too. With just you know, not just uh, you mentioned talking to f- peers in the industry and yep. things like that to do some background checks, but pilot programming something yeah. beyond just like a demo or something. But yeah, you you pilot it within just a like you were talking about within yeah. just a, a specific part of your business or. Specific bills or accounts. Yeah, just
1: don't lose the fact that as you gain efficiencies, don't move the goalpost. Mm -hmm. Right. If you were before playing at the forty yard line and you're now at the ten, but you go back to the fifteen, you're still at the fifteen
0: yard line when you were at the
1: forty. Like
0: Yeah. I I think people tend to do that. Way to way to drop a sports and math analogy to just totally wipe me out. Did you get that? No. I mean I got it.
1: You're on let's say you're the forty yard line of the other. You're approaching the other team's end. No, you're trying to score. Come on. (laughs) this is football season i know i know
0: (laughs) well yeah i think that's a good advice you know yeah don't move the goalposts that's it keep you know keep moving forward though absolutely all right, well, as always, go to Group. You can check out all the other episodes there. There's a ton of great um, accounting advice. Um, most of what you're going to hear is technology forward, despite our <laughs> caution uh, and, but it's good. and pause with risk today. Um, so, yeah, check those out. It's a wealth of uh, resources at mirror.group. And you can reach out to Marcus and his team as, uh, as well on, at mirror.group. All Until right, next see time. You. See you next time.